Howdy, pals. Welcome back to a, another episode of the Pool Box Pals podcast. My name is Monk, and with me, as always, the dashing and daring Mad. It's very kind. Very kind introduction. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> I'm a professional. I'm Again, I'm not out here trying to make anybody feel bad. And I just find no sense in trying to make people feel bad. Mm-mm. Not gonna, you're not gonna get your parking spot back. But uh, <laughs> do you get road rage? I definitely get road rage. Uh, I think it depends where I'm driving. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone everyone thinks they're the best driver in the world, right? Or at least like that they're capable of driving. But I think like the yeah. reality is is like driving in and of itself is like a crazy phenomenon that we're like. We're going to get in these metal boxes and just, you know, it's just one of those weird. And I think we've talked about this before in a different podcast, but like the idea that we all agree that this line in the middle is going to keep us from running right into each other. Yeah. You know, just one of those yeah. things that we all just collectively agree on. It's like, oh, there's a wall there. There's a, <laughs> it's it's like... invisible. It's, it's, some, it's some little dashes every once in a while. It means you can pass, but it's still a little bit of a wall. So be cautious. It's be like just going over that little bump. I mean, you're a father. I would imagine that you're going to want your kids to, you know, have be able to understand imaginary boundaries and yeah. just, uh, yeah, because they play games like, you know, you can't go past that tree line and that tree line is like two trees. So you have to make up in your head that line, you know? Yeah. 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 But then you take it's it to a, drive. It's it. a life. It's a life lesson that uh, goes far beyond what the actual topic is of driving wow <laughs> learning boundaries <laughs> <laughs> there we go yeah don't cross them there you go There's a, wow we're learning so much yeah maybe boundaries <laughs> are a good thing now i understand why we don't cross on double lines yeah wow. there you go uh how's, how's your week been oh i'm not too bad i was gonna ask did you get to watch ahsoka yet i sure did oh I watched it last night man see this i got screwed because I thought it was coming out yesterday, which technically it did. Mm-hmm. But me and my fiance, we sat down on the couch and, you know, went to Disney Plus and it was like, hey, just so you know, we're dropping this at 9 p.m. Eastern yeah. time. And I go to bed at 9 p.m. So oh, I'm, I can't stay up and watch Ahsoka. And now I'm doing this and I'll be going to bed after doing this. So no Ahsoka for me until Thursday. But but did you oh, enjoy boy. it? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um <sighs> Like, I don't know, like, I guess to rate it, like, the first two episodes, like, I would just give it a solid nine so far over the first two episodes. Um, It it just felt, it just felt like like an actual continuation of, like, Star Wars as we knew it, like, Mm. even, like, right after Disney bought it and, like, Rebels came out. So, like, Rebels really comes into play into this, so if you've Mm -hmm. never seen Rebels... Uh, I think I think Floney said that like season four of Rebels is pretty important to yeah. the storyline. Um, uh, me but, and my yeah. fiance actually went back and started watching some old episodes because we knew that it would be connected with this and because we were prepared to watch, you know, an hour plus of Ahsoka last night. So uh, we're like, well, why don't we go back and just rewatch the ending of uh, season four and just kind of. Yeah you know, have that fresh in our head. And I, I gotta say, I mean, I'm sure we've talked about this before, but I love rebels. Honestly, yeah. it's probably been my favorite Disney thing. Save like uh rogue one, you know, yeah. rogue one is probably my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, I love Saul Carreras. He just, I just, that's my Saul, favorite. Saul is a great character. 
Yeah, I, I have an action figure back here. You can't see him because of the way that he's he's facing. But uh, yeah, he's definitely my favorite character out of that that group. I may have a Sagrar action figure as well. Hmm. Yeah, I well, so here's what happened. Uh, my fiance got me one for Christmas, but I was so excited when I was opening the uh, package that I ripped the top of it. Ooh. So I had I ended up taking that one out, but then I just bought another one later um, because I didn't want to do that. And like yeah. they're hard to find, honestly. Like I think it's because probably no one really cares about him. He's not a child like appealing character right for the most part you know he's in rebels where he appears for the most part he's kind of seen as like a bad good guy but then in the movie he's just kind of seen as like this crazy like radical you know yeah. so he's there's not really much child appeal to him there. boy howdy like the young like punk kid in me sees that and i'm just like yeah no just, there's a, there's a lot of like character angles for saw Guerrero and like just like what he is because he's mm -hmm. he's willing to do things uh that you know the rest of the rebellion is not willing to to do and mm -hmm. i mean he does a lot of like sabotage and right uh, yeah, but, yeah and i'll admit that like not everything he does is like the best like but like again i think what you're saying is like and i, and I forget who i'd heard talk about this but pointing out that he was in the Clone Wars and then he went from the Clone Wars right to the Rebellion. And yeah. just all this man has ever known is just war. And yeah. like you and I, like not to get too deep into the like into the weeds, but like we've kind of lived in a generation where we're really separated from war, you know? Yeah. Like we don't have I mean, we do have friends who like have went and fought in war, but I'm sure we have more friends who were like in the army who just went to a country and kind of just hung out for a bit, you know? Yeah um but not had this like constant like from like the time he was a teenager to like the time he was an old half robot man you know yeah like, just just giving it all for for freedom and like being i think he was able to see like the cards on the table being like i'm not getting out of this thing so why not like go out with as a big of a you know as much of a bang as i can you know behind mm -hmm. me yeah so yeah i just love that character and, and forrest whitaker does a fantastic job yeah so. um no, he's a great character but yeah there's just you know a lot a lot of the cast of the rebels um you know is expected to be in this show don't really know it's coming down the road i can't remember how many episodes it's supposed to be mm. yeah um, i don't know either but i'm, 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 guess, I'm guessing on. this the six to eight range is my guess but yeah could be more um but yeah i'm looking forward to it i really loved it i'm probably going to rewatch it okay um, it I don't know like it also it had it just it excited me in the way that like you know as a kid watching the original trilogy and even the prequels like it just it was very respectful of like George Lucas and like the story that he would have told and I also I had mm -hmm. heard on a on another YouTube channel um, that George Lucas was on set for a lot of Ahsoka okay um yeah because like i feel it, like he likes that character a lot well it's it's a character that him and dave filoni created together i mean it was okay. dave filoni's idea but it was also like george really helped shape the character throughout the clone wars mm. and uh and then rebels is pretty much all filoni as far as i understand i don't think george yeah. lucas because it was like rebels came out right after the disney purchase mm-hmm 
That was probably so, one of the first things that they were probably producing that wasn't already yeah, kind of but already I also, under that banner. I also think it was like an idea Floney had before like the purchase and then just like the purchase helped get it underway, possibly. I'm I'm not sure exactly about like, the, the politics and the finances behind it, but now I just um, like I'm back in. Like I'm yeah, I'm Michael Corleone in the Godfather Part Three. Once I thought I was out, they dragged me right back in. Um, no, and you know, like I a lot of the chatter that. too, just on that note, a lot of the chatter of Star Wars is that this Ahsoka series is make or break it for a lot of people. Even the Star Wars theory guy said, like, this is this is kind of make or break for me with Star Wars. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm sure that's how a lot of people with Secret Invasion that felt about Secret Invasion, you know. Yeah. But uh anyways, that's a whole other rabbit hole that we can go down, but it, has to do with comic books, but it doesn't have to do with comic books. Instead of kissing and flirting around the topic, why don't we just dive on in? Uh, <laughs> we, uh, were you able to make it to your comic shop, my good old pal? I did. I, I made it there. Um, I think I had a... F no, no, I was expecting all of these. I, okay. um, but I did pick up an extra two. Uh, so first off here, I have... Uh, so last week, I think I showed Penguin Zero. Or maybe okay. two weeks ago, so yeah. Penguin One came out. I oh, still haven't. I still haven't. Colin Farrell on the cover there. Yeah, I mean it's 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 interesting. I don't know. It's like yeah. they're playing on Colin Farrell, but they're, they're also... definitely trying to merge him into that. You know, but yeah, I mean that's how they always do it when they're you know when a movie's. Or I mean, he's supposed to have a television show at some point in time. Yeah, they I filmed it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what's going on with Hollywood right now. I know there's the actors yeah. and writers strikes, which I'm, you know, I'm on, I'm on board with them. If I were in their field, I'd, I'd be on those picket lines with them. Mm -hmm. uh, but speaking of uh, writers uh, for Hello. comic books, uh, our, uh, our pal, Jonathan Hedrick, uh, quicksand <sighs> number two came out. I'm so sad. I've either my shop didn't have it this week or I didn't notice it, but I was looking pretty yeah. hard. So maybe I'm, it's probably going to be one that I, I show next week. Yeah, so I'm excited to get into that. That it's been a it's been a minute since the first one came out, um, but I know uh, issue three is going to come out uh, sooner than later, I believe. Um, another one I picked up, I question grabbing this oh. um, because my shop is really good. They know that I like good, clean comics, and I don't want to buy something uh, new that uh, doesn't look new, uh, mm. but. I love this story so much. And I talked about it last week um, because, you know, I had to play a lot of catch up mm. uh, to last week's episode. So I finally got to what became my official banger of the week last week. And so mm. the ribbon queen number two came out today. Oh, um, cover. Yeah. That's fantastic. And, yeah. Um, That's so yeah, terrifying. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what happened, but it just looks like the press on the cover. And you can't, I don't know if you can really see it with the camera. You can kind of see it down here. Like, oh yeah. Like dark shading. Right. Uh, it just looks like it may have been a little wet and yeah. like the, the backside page kind of bleed bled through um, or the front page did. I'm not, I'm not entirely certain, but it's not a perfect copy, but the story was so good. I didn't want to have to wait for a, a good mm. copy to come in. Uh, this one I'm excited about. Uh, I I was kind of teetering on whether or not I wanted to hop on to this series, and I might just stick with issue one. I'm not I'm not sure, but it wasn't until I saw one of the variant covers for it that I was like, yeah, like I want that cover because it's awesome. Uh, but it's Immortal Thor number one, and it's the Miss Minutes. Oh, um, wow! 
and yeah, you know, speaking of Disney Plus and Marvel and Star Wars, like Loki season two starts uh, fairly soon, like maybe in October, maybe even earlier. Um, uh, not 100%. I did watch I, the trailer and that was it was definitely like, uh, I mean, I just cards on the table. I didn't I enjoyed Secret Invasion insofar as I think people did good performances. I don't mm. think it was well written. Yeah, um, I th- but again, we're not going there. Um, but watching the Loki trailer was definitely like getting a like a nice like cup like a, a good glass of water on a parched day is what it felt well, like. And I would also just like for me, Loki has been my favorite thing that Disney Plus has released in terms of Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah, pro- I mean, as maybe far as they're like the shows that they've been doing like that, like Loki has been my my favorite one thus far. Um mm-hmm. You know, and say what you will about all the rest of them. Like, I think they're all good in their own right. But yeah, there's there a, f- a few of them just kind of miss the mark in one way or another. But- Honestly, I would say that I think uh, going back to Rebels, Rebels is probably my favorite Disney Plus thing out of Star Wars. Uh, maybe Andor. Andor probably beats everything on Marvel. And I mean, yeah, we don't have to go down this rabbit hole. But just wanted to shout out Rebels again. Great show. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so I got the Miss Minutes. I'm looking forward to Loki season two. Uh, Tenement number three also came out this week. Uh, oh, you know, it's like I, a rickshaw test. Oh, just, yeah. Uh, a Rorschach. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Um, the guy from the uh, Watchmen. But yeah, no, like so far, this has been the best series out of the Bone Orchard mythos. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, I got issue eight of Dead Lucky. Um a, this is something that got built up in the stack while I was on vacation. So I, I think I will now be two episodes or two, two issues behind, man. I'm, I'm envious of you being on something that's issue number eight. Cause I feel like everything I've read is like issue, especially now that I hate this place ended like a lot of the stuff that I was, you know, I, yeah. I don't have anything that far, which is fine, but I would like something that gone going. Yeah, and I I don't know, like, after this arc uh, of the Dead Lucky, I don't know if I will stick with it. I did enjoy the first one. Um, I'm not enjoying the second one as much as I would like to, and it's just, I I think it also has to play into, like, the whole superhero fatigue. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, we've, we've been, sorry to bring it back to, like, Disney Plus and Star Wars and the MCU, but it's just, like, there is a fatigue there. Like, people mm-hmm. have been like talking about it uh like a lot of the people making those shows are talking about it but even just i would say even with like comics in general it's like yeah like if you really like a character and you want to stick with it like you know i do like thor another reason why i picked up mortal thor um you know then i I will but it's also like what what more new can you do with it Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so it's just a lot of a lot of things come up in there and so like dead lucky is like part of images uh radiant black universe right and i'm just i'm so detached from the rest of that universe that i just like it kind of holds me back from like really enjoying the dead lucky that's fair um but something else well actually i'll just go right into that but something else uh you know kind of similar uh i got big game issue two also oh okay yeah, that's kind of where I was hoping you were going because I was I wanted to say when you were talking about that, I also got that. I really like this cover. 
Yeah, um, I put back the other one that I, uh, that I got initially and grabbed that one. Um, but uh, yeah, I I feel like when I was reading issue number one of this, did you? I can't remember. Did you read issue number one of this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I okay. I, I really I really liked it. Um, yeah, same. But but as as I was reading it, I was like, oh, there's like nemesis is in this i never read anything of nemesis and now i want to go and read it so i can imagine that that's how you're feeling when again like it's a whole kind of like sub universe in a in a publisher you know yeah yeah so and again i mean that's kind of why you and i don't really go towards marvel and dc because i think we just that it just is kind of intimidating that those not intimidating the right word but it's not really our it's not really our bag man yeah like, go into <laughs> huge world thing even though like there there's a lot of series that aren't connected but there is just a lot of like c issue blah 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 for whatever you know yeah yeah so. uh, and then sorry I, I got quite a few today so i also got christopher chaos issue three so nice. this was on my nightstand to read last night but then we just ended up watching ahsoka so i never got to it so i got issues two and three to read of that um let me do this one first i say it all the time uh nobody crosses over like the teenage mutant ninja turtles uh so issue two of their mm. crossover of stranger things came out nice and then i kind of kind of treated myself to this just because mm. i saw a first edition copy while i was looking at through antique shops in texas and was just like i wish i could pay the value of that comic or of the original comic but i uh, mm -hmm. picked up the special 25th anniversary issue of uh, amazing spider-man 300 oh that looks dope so like the these are like uh i think they're called facsimiles oh god bless you yeah um i think i'm saying that right it could be facsimile. I mean, you could <laughs> you could be saying anything you want to me right now darling i wouldn't don't think i'd understand but yeah it just basically means it's a reprint of mm. of the first yeah i mean with, i have one yeah. of those on my walls right now of the x-men's first cover uh i that was actually, I mean, that came out in 1980. So that's a little bit, that's a 10 year anniversary, I think. So that's, uh, you know, a little bit better. I found that in some pool box and some, you know, uh, dirt mall somewhere. But uh, anything else from uh, the old? I got, box? I got one last thing here. Oh, man, uh, you it's, did get it's, a bunch. It's a volume. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't got enough to read. And I'll, uh -oh. I'll read the back of it and let's see if you can guess what it is. Oh, boy. Uh, it says we're going to need the dream painter. Uh, is it dream painter or dream uh, art? But art, yeah, art brute. Okay, art brute. oh, yeah. that's a fantastic cover. Yeah, Who it's wrote hard. That? It's hardcover. Um, Maxwell Prince, uh, <sighs> W. Maxwell Prince. I do need to read it. Ross is always telling me that I would love. Uh, I mean, he told us that we would love art brute. Unfortunately, I didn't stick with it, but I did enjoy it so. Yeah, yeah. I got a, a I got move. a deal on the first two issues of Art Brute, so I got those, and and then I decided, well, I'm just gonna just wait for the trade to come out for the rest. But then when I saw the issue three cover, which I think is the one that was like the Campbell's tomato soup can mm -hmm. on it, I was just like, that is such a cool cover. I wish I wish I had that, but I'm sure I'm sure it's in the back of this baby here. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they got all the covers in there. Oh, and you still got it in the plastic. Oh, that's so tempting to just leave it in there, isn't it? Yeah, but it like it wants to be red. Like I don't know <laughs> if you can see, it's already busting out of. Its oh, is it plastic it's, wrap? Oh man, it is. It's just it, it's, it's bursting at the seams. Wow, exactly. 
So I will I will be getting to that bad boy. Well, man, I feel like I had such a like weak pool week re, uh, compared to you because I right. so we got big game number two, and then the other I got one other comic that came out this week, and then two others that came out uh, previously, but I um, just hadn't gotten them. The one that came out this week is the Dunchain Smile Dunchain. I don't know what that word Dush- was. Dunchain. Duchesne. Um, I'm just always interested in this guy, uh, Damien Conley. He just looks like he puts out really scary stuff. Um, and sometimes it's like connected. I know he had like a, a, uh, a mini series that had a spinoff or something like that. So I always kind of get um, apprehensive when I go to his work because I don't want to like get lost in like this sea of I don't know what's happening, you know? Yeah. Um, Who's but, the publisher on that? Uh, that's a great question um so i have no idea uh i'm not seeing it anywhere on the uh blood moon comics and pacino press okay yeah so it just looks terrifying and there's mickey mouse in it so i don't know how they're getting away with having mickey mouse in there (laughs) um but uh maybe i shouldn't have mentioned that but yeah so that was the uh those were the only two uh that i got this week that were um, from this week, last one that I, the other one that I got was Feeder number three. Um, I've just been enjoying this series, uh, like super low key. I went back and read issue number two. For some reason, I just didn't pick this up. Maybe I just, I felt for a bit there, like very overwhelmed with like how much stuff I had to read. And I think it just kind of this week, I've made peace with like that to read pile that is never going to get touched now needs to become the sort pile you know yeah um because i'm like that's or i can just redo that i have that supposed to be um to read shelf back there and i haven't redone that in a bit no i've read most of that stuff so maybe i just need to redo that but i digress feeder has been a great read um it's just about an old action star who's now like a druggie who um either kills people or tortures them uh for drugs and him trying i guess he'll try to redeem himself or maybe it'll just be his further adventures into the belly of the whale um Hmm. but the last thing that i got this week and i i didn't notice that this was the only thing that my comic guy handed me and i almost opened it and started like paging through it which is kind of what i naturally do when they hand me a comic just start looking inside and i'm glad that i didn't but this is the oh, Enfield Gang Massacre number one. Bagged and boarded. that tape on for you? Oh, yeah. So it's never been opened. I'm very tempted to not put it on my wall because sometimes the comics fall off my wall. And I don't mm-hmm. want this to get hurt. So I'm yeah. like very much on the fence about what to do with it. But at the moment, I'm just going to hold it and show it off. I do need you know, to find another copy to open it and smell, as you suggested. Yeah. But yeah. I, uh, I'm super stoked on that. Um, I, I think that that personally, for me, that would uh, be a really good like framed comic to have on mm. your wall. That would be, or maybe I can like just put it its own shelf somewhere or something like that. I yeah. need to just do like a book of the week or a banger of the week. Maybe oh, if I had room back on the wall behind us somewhere, I would have a banger of the week slot. But it's also far enough away that you can't see it. So mm. never mind. Uh, well. I'm sure you could remedy that some other way. That's true. I'll get a yeah. uh, music stand and just have it propped up behind me. 
that works. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we figured it out. But um, you ready to get into uh, some of the books from this week? Absolutely. Uh, where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with the one that has some of the most like advanced art in it that I've ever seen in a comic. Okay. Yeah. And we are 100 percent yeah. talking about the coal. Yeah. Um, the the detail in the art. Yeah. Is, is just. Mwah. It's like, just it's, it's top notch. It's 100 percent next level. Yeah. Um, it's I don't know. I, I, I don't like using the term realistic, mm -hmm. uh, but it is just very realistically drawn. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know. It just, it kind of feel like you can feel the layers. Yeah. Um, is there any way to make that a little bigger? Yeah, I'm trying, but then it, it clicks off to another page. So I can um, try to zoom in on it. Um, but yeah, the artwork in it is just absolutely fantastic. And I really, I really enjoyed the story structure. Um, I loved how like the first four pages were essentially, you know, they served as the introduction, but it was, uh, now and then like a day before or something like that mm -hmm. and then and then uh the main story picks up at 12 hours before like the like the the intro and like the um so i don't know if that was clear there's there's like a beginning or like there's the end of the story that is what opens it up I think and it's then, like the middle of it. I think we're probably that's going to yeah, be the, like issue the main, number three. Yeah, the main story picks up in the like the middle of uh, like what you were presented with in the mm -hmm. kind of the beginning and the end. Um, but yeah, the the story I thought I also thought the story did a really good job of like I don't know making the characters feel known or like relatable at least. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. I felt like they were all really well developed to where by the end of it, I kind of was like on board with, yeah. with that, with this crew. And, uh, but I also understand there's still a lot of backstory that needs to be filled in. Um, I will say, yeah, it definitely feels like we're jumping into to like, an, um, depending on how issue two goes and how much like information they give us, it definitely has felt like we've jumped into like a world that's living, especially because of how detailed and realistic the art is, you know? Yeah. Um, so then just be like, Oh, what's, what's happening, you know? Um, yeah. And uh, it, it, this move, this is giving me very much vibes of uh, monsters. Have you ever seen that movie? It, monsters. It's a small indie movie that had uh, a guy the, the premise is that aliens crash landed in like uh, Mexico or Texas area. And that whole area became like an alien wasteland and they had to go through it. it it's given me similar vibes to that. The aliens yeah. are kind of similar. Um, I yeah. can't say I know the movie reference. Um, you should watch it. A bell, it's, but... it's, a, it's a very good movie. All right. Um, and Rebels. Watch the TV show Rebels. <laughs> Um, so, yes, so, watch Rebels. If you haven't seen Rebels, watch Rebels. Um, but yeah, so th this is kind of like a, a horror mystery thriller. Yeah, it feels a little bit more like a thriller. Yeah, um, but I don't know if we want to... I'll, I'll just read the, the little the blurb up. for it. Yeah, sure. Uh, so this it is a mini series, so I'm guessing about four issues. Um, I think it's going to so, be four. Well, I mean, because of the like how detailed the art is, you're right, it might be 
Only four? Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, so this is written by Eisner winning writer Kelly Thompson. She did uh, Black Cloak. Uh, and superstar artist Mattia Duulius. Ulius? Ulus? Sure. Ulus. I'm going to go with Ulus. Uh, he worked on Captain America before. Uh, they teamed up for their first creator-owned work together. Uh, so I like I kind of like this blurb. It says, Something is killing the children horror vibes mixed with the Goonies-style adventures. Five friends set off to shoot a short film on a forbidden rock near their home the summer before they all go their separate ways. But that's not really why they're there. One of them has lied, and that lie will change their lives forever. Um, that. That did a, that's a pretty good job of this. Yeah, I mean, that's like yeah. literally what happens in this comic. If you want to yeah. know what happens, like, and I think that that was probably my only gripe with this comic. And I, if, if it wouldn't have had that jump forward, I think I would have been a little bit more intrigued at the end. But because it kind of teased this otherness and this like outerworldliness at the beginning, I yeah. expected whatever they were going to get themselves into to be that. You know, yeah, um, I think it would have been more impactful if I just got to the end and I was like, oh, this rock just teleported you to, you know, an alternative reality with space uh, lobsters, you know, <laughs> or like sp space tentacle lobsters, uh, you know. Um, but again, like I, I, I do think that the writing was very compelling and that the characters like do like again because of the realisticness of the art like jumping into this situation i'm very intrigued to see where it all goes just because i think i'm i'm excited to see how it blends like this groundedness that was kind of set up in this first issue mixed with like this craziness that you can kind of see teased in it you know yeah um but no, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm just looking at a comic book roundup right now. It has, mm -hmm. uh, well, let's, let's do this. Let's see where you land, uh, on a scale of nine out of 10 or one or one, one to 10 <laughs> out of scale what? out of 10. There we go. Uh, we'll edit that out later. No, We're not gonna. We don't do that. Yeah. Uh, as for a scale of 10, where would you put it? Uh, I mean like overall, I mean, the art's doing a lot of the heavy lifting there because the story's yeah. so almost nothing for me. I think mm -hmm. they're, again, like compelling story, compelling characters, but like not compelling enough for me to like, if the art wasn't so good, I think I would probably not stay on this because, mm -hmm. but because of the art so good, I probably will. So again, the art's doing a lot of the heavy lifting. So yeah. probably a seven. A seven. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I would probably notch it up higher to an eight. Yeah. Um, I, I think I like the story a little bit more. Um, but yeah, so like the on comic. So if you don't know where to like read comic reviews, comic book roundup kind of brings them all together. Hmm. Okay. Um, and so you that. can. So like this one has several, several reviews and they make it really easy if you ever look at it. Uh, but it has a nine point two for a critic rating. So that's based on like the reviews. Right. But the average user rating is an 8.2. So, okay. See, again, I would imagine that there, uh, I, I would, again, I think a lot of people are probably siding with me on that one and being like, the art is doing a, a fantastic job on that one, you know? Yeah. So, again, I've, I mean, I've only read one review of it so far, and uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to read more and see if that's true. I so <laughs> rarely read comic reviews, you know? Just so everybody um, sees the cover. Yeah. 
I mean, that's the a, best picture. Again, yeah. uh, let me see. I have my cover, but uh, I think it was this is a, a different artist. But again, yeah. I really love this. The I mean, yeah, again, like the art is what's tearing me through this. Um, but even like the alternative covers that they had, like in the back, like it's all yeah. it's all just beautiful. Yeah. So we're participating with a, a beautiful comic. So I'm not upset about it in the slightest. Yeah. But well, now that we know how you feel about the coal, how'd you feel about Hollywood special? About the coal? That's what we just talked about, the coal. Oh, the coal. See, I thought you were making, because this is about a coal miner, so I thought <laughs> you were trying to connect it. I'm just like, there's no coal in the other one, and I wasn't. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, see, when I say the title of that last one, I'd like really enunciate the L's, because I'm scared that I'll just go coal. I'm so always impressed cold. with how, how well you uh, explain how your brain worked. <laughs> well, um, I witness it all dang day long. And uh, yeah, anyways, um, how do I feel? You want to know how I feel about the coal, though? Yeah. Um, so we're talking about uh, the Hollywood special. Um, and uh, I, I enjoyed it. I think this one I probably enjoyed more than you, maybe from your review. Yeah, um, I, I, I kind of thought you might like it more than I did. Yeah. Um, and again, if you missed this last week, this is takes place in um, a town that's like just right over the hill from me um, that I'll be, you know, at tomorrow uh, where my, I had my first job in Minersville. There you go. Oh. There's a fun fact. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it I think that probably helped. Um, but I also am like intrigued about like it. I mean, the premise is that there's like these two, I would imagine that they're waning uh, movie stars, like two celebrities that are kind of like on their last leg, you know? Yeah. Uh, they're doing a tour, this tour um, around the country on uh, the Hollywood special being this train that's taking them from place to place. And they kind of, you know, they shake babies and kiss hands and all that stuff. Um, uh, yeah. So they get to this town called Minersville, which is a coal mining town, believe it or not. You know, the uh, they they weren't clever enough to think of anything else. And then you want to hear something that's ridiculous. So we have Minersville. Absolutely. And yeah. they that's where the miners lived. And then up on the other hill, we have Frackville. And guess what they did up there? Uh, a bunch of frackers. They fracked up there. So the, again, it's not I when I I from a coal like a coal area, like this whole area is just built on coal. The, and again, we'll get back to the comic really quick, but the Jamie works in like one of those like plazas that has like a Walmart and a home Depot and yada, yada, yeah, yada. Yeah, yeah. And it's on top of an old coal mine and it's sinking every year. It's lower into the ground than it was the previous year because it's just the coal mine slowly collapsing. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah, welcome to and none of the build like it's all the same things. All the buildings are all wonky. But and what and what what's the name of your town again? I live in Pottsville. And it's, what do they do in Pottsville? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I, the township that I or the county that I live in is Schuylkill County, and I love that oh, okay. word Schuylkill because it's Google. Schuylkill. Anyways, the uh, midnight special. I I did enjoy it. I think I the I really enjoyed the art. I really enjoyed just seeing like these kind of washed up celebrities just smoking cigarettes nonstop on a train, you know. And then yeah. they get to Minersville, and there's a little kid there holding like uh you know something for somebody to sign, and she's like 
clearly traumatized and she's like i promised i would be here if he was down in the mine and like there's nobody else there they get off the train and then they go and like there's a uh there was a, a mine collapse yeah um yeah and so i can't remember if anything happens after that they just get to it and then well, trying trying to remember if there's oh well, yes there's kind of like a big reveal at the beginning that connects to uh the beginning um you said at but, the, a reveal at the beginning that connects to the beginning? No, uh, at the ending. Oh, ending. There's a reveal at wrong. the ending that uh, is kind of alluded to, or like, I don't know, it's foreshadowed in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't know, like, I'm like you, you mentioned it, it, it's intriguing. And like, it is intriguing. It's a very intriguing story. Um, I think where my kind of hold back on it is that I, I'm not quite clear on like what the threat is. Mm hmm. Like I, I like there was a lot of like build up and like, you know, yes, the, the ending was a good, you know, page turner, like shocker, like, oh, OK, so where's mm -hmm. this going to go from here? I would have liked to know a little bit more like about like what caused this by the yeah. end of it, even if it was just through a few panels uh, or yeah. just I don't know if there's some creature lurking in, in the coal mines that's making it collapse or. Uh, you know, but or just even why is it so subjective to this? Like, why is this girl seeing this thing? You know, yeah, like it's so like subjective to her narrative. Why would these why would whatever's happening here be connected? Like, it's not like, um, oh, my goodness, I can't remember that comic that uh, Scott Snyder did about uh, a coal mining town that had a similar vibe. Um but yeah, oh, I forget where my point was even going now, just because I was trying <laughs> to remember the name of that. Um, oh, but like in there's like they get, they built up a backstory into why that guy was connected to that town. There doesn't seem to be really any connections to Minersville for this lady. It seems yeah. to be more about like her, the like baggage that she's carrying, you know? Yeah. No, and like that, that's something I, I really did enjoy. It was just like the introduction of her, the main character, just, you know, the setting that she was introduced in just the way that she was and then how her story carried uh mm -hmm. that's something else that i think like carried it for me mm -hmm. was like i yeah so she's like a 40 something hollywood actor kind of on her way out uh, yeah. from like the early days like what is this in, like the 30s or 40s or something like that uh, i couldn't tell you sure i mean I'm, i could just open it up real quick yeah it it takes place sometime in the early 20th century and right. uh and yeah, so she's just she's she's on her way out. But like, I think she just wants to be able to like feel something again, because I mm -hmm. think like just her time uh, in Hollywood has really dulled her. Yeah. And and she just she wants to be the person she thought she would always become. And yeah. She's not that person. So like there's there is just a really good catch there with just uh, I want to continue with this because I want to follow her story. Mm. Um, and but yeah, mm -hmm. like. I can, definitely, I can definitely see this being like a comic. I feel like the con two connections between these two comics that we just reviewed, the Cole and the Hollywood special is that the, it was very character heavy with like a twist on the last page that didn't necessarily hit as hard as it could have. Mm -hmm. um, at least for me. And then the connection also being that uh, I can see I can see the coal being something that you continue on with and me jumping off of. And I can see this being something that I continue with and you jumping off of. But yeah, that's just a fun little how the universe works sometimes. 
on the here at the pool box pals. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, Only time will tell. But uh, any did you get into anything that you'd like to share with the rest of the class? Mark, <laughs> a little a little mad. Yeah, I got I got into a few things this week. So you you talked about so swan songs last week and mm. how it made you cry. Um, <laughs> I, I it almost made me cry. I'm not almost, ashamed to admit that it would, yeah. but like it was more of just like I just sat. If I don't know, if something a little bit more dramatic had happened to me that day, I probably would have cried. But yeah, it but just no, it sat back there. It's it's just a heavy, uh, it's a heavy story in terms of just like relationship and it. You know, yeah, it's going through uh, this couple who's getting divorced and you kind of go back in time and see moments where they were happy together. But then, like you had mentioned, there's all these different like battle scenes that are, uh, you know, tributes to like samurai. Uh, I think mm. was there a, what like a like a, a robo, like a futuristic fight. Right. Or like a sci fi fight. And then maybe like a Western fight. I can't remember what the other one was, but like. Yeah. They all played so, into the story really well, but it's also like, yeah, you described it as while they're doing these battle scenes and these like fictional worlds of imagination, they're actually hashing out like their issues mm -hmm. they had with each other. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know. I, it also seemed like there was a bit of respect between the two of them by the end of it. So mm -hmm. just like, you know. I think it ends on love is, and then he starts singing love, love, love. Yeah. You know, as he's walking away after signing the papers. Right. And yeah, like it's, it's, I really like this series because it is exploring like the hardships of dealing with other people, like mm. to struggle and strive with other people. And, you know, like, yeah, it's a sad story, but it seemed like it ended on a good note. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, it's just it's really heavy because I just I personally believe like we make connections with people, um, whether they be uh, like direct as in like family or indirect as like meeting your best pal over in Taiwan. And, uh, you know, it's just a wink for everyone listening. I didn't just explore. They, yeah, I think you gave the wink sound effect, too. So <laughs> I could have I done it better. That one was better. There you go. But, I don't know. It's just like this series so far, it does just make you contemplate like so far we've had what it's like to face the end of the world while also trying to take care of your dying mother. Yeah. And then in this one, it's about two people who like fell madly in love and slowly over time, like things just happen where they had to go their separate ways. Sure. And, you know, and like those are, you know those what the are next two... one's about. Next one, no. I feel like is gonna. Be, I mean, I mean, those are like some of the saddest things you could possibly, you know, think of. Um, yeah, I'll look it up. I will say that um, it, it, I don't know. It does seem. I I do like that you were saying that there is like this mutual respect there, but I also think that there's like this idea of like them just being like, you can never like truly be separated from that person that you had that yeah. time with you know and that's well and like when they're battle. when they're in like the lawyers meeting too it just says you know like before it leads into the first like fantastical fight scene it just says like these two are gonna hash out something that they will be internally bonded over mm -hmm. something along those lines um and it is true it's just like do you really ever separate from like the people that have like gone from your life like, cause I don't yeah. know, like, like everybody has an effect on you and the people that stood out and were a part of your life, uh, 
they they have a ripple effect on you and they're not people that you can forget whether it was like good or bad you know um and so Mm -hmm. like that that's just to me like overall that's just what this series is exploring and uh here let me read you the pub some some of the pub some for number three yeah Uh, the atomic clock hit zero and the world was forever changed here our demolished planets would be adam and eve try to create a new eden in the nuclear aftermath dot 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 but some things simply weren't meant to be just like this is just going to be like a run and kick in the balls the whole time you know oh, yeah just like <laughs> just like the whole time just being like and i keep thinking oh maybe he'll do a positive but again that's not what this is about and i think it's totally beautiful to explore tragedy because yeah. it's a genre for a reason because I'm such a naive person that I think like everyone has a happy ending, but that's yeah. not true, you know? No. And like, you need to learn to be able to celebrate the tragedies with the victories, you know? Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. Like, so, uh, not to get too deep, but I was reading the Bhagavad Baga, Gita one time and it said, you need to learn to hold pleasure and pain as the same thing. And that's what mm-hmm. like, this is, you know, learning to celebrate what could be, what was while, you know, it's falling apart and it's an incredibly difficult thing, but it's an incredibly human thing. So that's why it's, you know, it resonates uh, and not, you know, not to keep going down that path, but it is very ecclesiastical. Right. And that like, there's a, there's a time for joy and there's a time for sorrow and there's a time to fall down and there's a time to get up. And like, that's that. Yeah. There's just, there is that kind of undertone uh, throughout these stories there. And they're very, philosophical as well yeah and so. there's a time to review song swan songs number two and then there's a time to review nightclub uh as a series because i forgot that i put that in the episode title so we should uh we should <laughs> Probably talk about that, that one we I mean, um, we really didn't get a chance to talk about this much um yeah but I, I think you had mentioned that you had read it when andy was on with you mm-hmm. yeah um and you know that's that's fine <laughs> i was talking about i was talking with somebody else about comics behind your back i'm sorry sweetie <laughs> you know but you're for everybody role. to see <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm kidding. well um but i i i i, 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 I loved watching you and andy together well, and I I, me and andy have done and one andy. together so it was wow. uh, andy's a good guy um but yeah so nightclub uh, what'd you think you know like i kind of I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like for some reason I thought it was like over after the last issue. And then when I, cause I didn't really look back on like, Oh, what am I supposed to be picking up after like three weeks of not picking up? Mm. I didn't look back on what I was getting. And so I saw it on there. I was like, Oh, there's that. And then, uh, then that's, it was after that, that I uh, watched you and Andy's episode and you had brought it up and I was like, Oh man, like, I really need to get on top of that one. So, uh, but yeah, so I finally got to read it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it didn't really end how I thought it would, but I think that was for like the better. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Like, uh, but yeah, I didn't just, like how what they kind of set up there as, as like the post, like the epilogue kind of like story. Yeah. I yeah, think that that's so, definitely going to be very interesting to see in volume two. Yeah. So like they very much set up a volume two. So I can only assume that one is coming out. Mm. um but yeah just the the whole process the whole series was just exciting it was very much just an all rise uh series like it may have like not risen as high uh you know each issue but like it was 
it was going up a slight bit. I'm thinking of like a, a graph in my head, you know? Yeah. I mean, literally like how you were, I don't know. I mean, the, it, it was, it stayed consistent for me through the whole thing. I enjoyed yeah. it. I enjoyed that it was part of that Miller world or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, well, and like seeing it in the big game, like they, they were mm -hmm. mentioned like, so yeah, that's another reason too. Like why big game is, is kind of exciting is because I don't, I'm sure there are people who've read all of Miller world. Mm-hmm. I haven't, but mm -hmm. I've read I've read enough of it to be like, oh, this is really cool. So, yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, kick ass again. Like that's I'm so excited to see what happens with that character because he seems like he's probably going to become the American ambassador, which yeah. would be very cool to know that like he ended up getting superpowers. Um, I feel like his arc will be one of those ones where he's like, I realized I was better off without it. But he's retired at the moment, you know, technically like he's just sitting there talking with his girlfriend on the couch. But yeah. anyways, we're, we're talking a different comic. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, how, here's a question for you. Will you get volume two? Uh, Nightclub? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I'm I'm planning to stick with it. Uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it. I've, I've really enjoyed the story. Uh, it's it. I don't know. It does have a very like coming of age feel to it with the main characters only being high schoolers. But now they're yeah. vampires. So they're always going to be high school. Oh, age. Yeah. Huh, how about that? Um, but it. But it's also too, it's just like, I really like when they reference like, oh, we have like, you know, these vampire powers, like, you know, he talks about like, so in this issue and they go to the police station to get the C4 mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, we have like mind manipulation as vampires. And it's just like, it's cool. Like watching them learn how to be what they are. <laughs> right. Yeah. Especially because their mentor died and they're, as far as they know, they're just the only ones like them, especially now yeah. that they've kind of taken out this other squad, you know? Yeah. And that's again, kind of where it ends up is that him, one of the characters kind of recruiting some, you know? Yeah. But we won't go much farther into that. Is there uh, any comics that you want to give a shout out that you, uh, you know, spotlight, whatever we, what do we call this? The little ending sessions Do we shout out spotlight, little, little spotlight shout outs, spotlight shout outs. Yeah. That's what we got to spotlight shout outs. Maybe I'll make well, a spotlight see. shout out section music. Spotlight uh, shout out. I, so I think the only thing on my shelf that you can see at the moment that I haven't talked about yet is in hell we fight. Mm -hmm. So that's that's right over my shoulder here. Um, I'm really enjoying this series. The the puppet the uh, what are they called? Not puppet. But, oh, uh, marionette. No, he's not a marionette. He's one of these uh, mannequin. No. Okay. Uh, yep. Uh, um, nope. We got ventriloquist. Dummy. Ventriloquist. Dummy. Yes. He's... <laughs> we couldn't think of the word dummy. You know what that makes us? Dummies. Just... <laughs> oh, I was, was going to say people who couldn't remember a word. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've really been enjoying this series. Uh, the, so the dummy kind of comes into play that he uh, had several ventriloquists in like his earth life. But he mm. was also possessed by a demon. And so like oh. all of his like ventriloquists like ended up doing mass murders or something along those okay. lines. Uh, yeah, well, it's not like it's not pretty, but it's just like it's told in a very like comedic, like cartoony mm. format. It's lighthearted. Yeah. Um, and but now he's like uh, an antique dealer in hell in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm sure there's some good antiques in hell. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know. It's, it's been really fun and just seeing this world be created. I've, I've really enjoyed, um, I'll, I may like, I don't know if it goes beyond an arc or not, 
uh but if it does i may continue with it just because it has been that enjoyable mm. so nice um so yeah in hell we fight good i uh i'm glad you're enjoying that because again that one definitely it seems very similar in vain to um uh minor threats maybe like just like in like aesthetic just from what i'm seeing of just like this group mm. of like people coming together to do just a something because i don't know yeah, what happens in like minor this, we're not we're not talking about like an a team here we're talking about like a b or a c team and mm -hmm. uh it's just yeah so it's it's just fun to see them like it's, cash out their differences and like they they all seem to like they they're chummy but they also seem to not like each other and like, <laughs> well i'm sure they're in hell because they're not you know the most like get alongable people agreeable yeah. is that the word yeah but you know who Agreed. is agreeable godzilla is that <laughs> true i don't know uh i don't know if I, I mean well it's legendary character for one it's just like and I, he's his war is for humanity um but oh. yeah i i realize so i think this might be like the only proper godzilla comic i've ever read because the only one other one that i've read was his crossover with the uh, mighty morphing power rangers yeah and i remember when he got that yeah, and so I realize that this comic is very much just like it's it's told from the perspective of like a civilian, you know, just somebody who was saved by Godzilla at some point in time, and then then I'm just like, oh, like there's it. This comic does such a good job of like just filling in the lore, but not feeling like it's rebooting it, but not yeah. doing it in a way that's not inaccessible. Oh, I'm thinking cool. about the that uh, Superman comic that the most recent uh, run and how when I read that, it felt very similar. Like it wasn't trying to be this hard reboot. It was just kind of introducing the character and assuming that you have some knowledge. And if you don't, that's OK. We're just going to kind of softball this the rest of this world. to which, you. Which which Superman arc are you referencing? I can't remember the or most recent like one, the, like the John Kent one, the most recent one. I can't yeah. I don't I couldn't tell you. It was the one that I reviewed it on here. Um, but yeah, it doesn't, it literally doesn't matter. There's so um, much Superman. I can't, I, I, yeah. I, I can't pick it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I keep showing it. I just want to point out that like, it is kind of like, I don't want to say cartoony. I, I mean, uh, we talked about the art last week and God, it's just so good, but it is like a very like fun. Um, yeah. cause I mean, even though like this on, if you watching the video, this dinosaur, but down there in the corner, I know it has a name. It's like being tracked. This is a new kaiju being introduced. Um, this one okay. here. And so that's part uh, part of what's going on in this story is them being like, oh, God, there's a new kaiju. How's Godzilla going to react? And it's funny because like they're having this like conversation about it. And then they talk about how like the main girl, I forget her name, but she's like very pro Godzilla. And just being like, Godzilla is going to come through and help us out. And they're like, Godzilla is hanging out on the giant animal island right now. He doesn't care. And then so it cuts to it. And I don't know if Godzilla has like a kid or something like that. But there's like a little Godzilla just walking around. And like you can see <laughs> this little crab here. And then in the next page, he starts chasing the crab. And Godzilla, or, uh, yeah, he starts chasing the crab. He doesn't get the crab. But then like the crab's dad i guess giant crab person comes out of the water and like just throws just throws baby godzilla aside doesn't do anything but then godzilla comes up and rips the thing's arm off 
just like grabs and just like yanks it off and again you have so godzilla kids. like imagine if you were at the park with your kid and your kid started getting in like an altercation with another kid and then the dad like was just like hey stop it and then you went up and ripped his arm off you know it doesn't make a very good case that you're a good guy so yeah it was a lot of fun just kind of seeing godzilla be crazy like that but in the style as of just like the art is just very fun you know yeah so that was probably uh one of my favorite things that i uh read this week if not probably my favorite another thing that i read if you don't mind me doing two yeah go for it was chicken devils number four um i had not read this this was sitting on my to read pile for forever um because i don't even remember when this came out did you read this at all uh, I must have read it because I remember getting it and it's mm -hmm. not in my uh, my my to read stack. So yeah. um, uh, honestly, this is was my favorite issue. And I don't know if it was like just because I took a, a break away from it or whatever. But when I came back to it, I felt very well paced and very level headed. And honestly, no one even dies on this issue. And so that's kind of what I love out of Chicken Devil. But in this one, it was just kind of very mellow and just setting the stage for the final issue of this yeah. arc um i'm it's, trying to remember if i reviewed it i couldn't tell you because i feel like this I'm, comic has been out for a while i honestly don't know when it came out um but yeah so yeah the, i mean it was good like i said it was my favorite one from this arc so far and again i don't know if that's just because i haven't been reading the other ones or it's been a gap but mm. yeah chicken devils anything yeah. uh anything well, you, I kind of I just want to say I think I think I had a similar sentiment to issue four. I think it was the best one out of this run so far. Um, but I just I can't remember the exact story right like, on its own outside of the context of the story as a whole. I mean, unfortunately, that's kind of how I've been feeling about the the story, like in general of just being like every issue, just being like, what happened? But yeah, we'll we'll finish it. We'll review it when whenever issue number five comes out. But yeah, you, how you feeling about saddling up the old donkey horse and riding into Donkey Kong land? Donkey is Kong a, country? Is, is that a, a mule? Yeah, a donkey <laughs> horse, I guess, would be saddle up the mule, saddle up the old mule and haul haul this conversation away. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I'm just imagining us like fading off into the distance, being like, "Yeah, so Chicken Devil, he's uh, he's he looks like he's blah blah blah." I don't know. Yeah, try to no, think I, of I, yeah, we're going down like a dirt trail. There's there's some like mountains and like sun setting, some, some some cacti around, mm -hmm. and the sun's going down. Yeah, no, that's that's about how this sounds. Yeah, no, okay. Um, well, yeah. So if if you weren't aware, we're the pull box pals and you can Hi, find us, us <laughs> you can find us at most places at the pull box pals that be here on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, uh, all those, those little places. You can I just find like me. the idea of you being like, you can find it at all the, all the places and just being like, we're everywhere. We we're are big brother. <laughs> we're always watching. Uh, but yeah, you can find me at Matt underscore nerdy on Instagram. Uh, that's where I do most of my communicating. You can find monk at that monk guy on Instagram. I believe that is also where he does most of his communicating. And, uh, and uh, yeah, if you're, if you're watching, listening, please, uh, like, I, I believe the like button is just like 
right down here. I mean, we're on three different platforms right well, now. Well, so. I'm thinking YouTube. <laughs> I think it's right down here, but I, I, I kind of think it's all the same, like a little, like maybe a little bit different. But you know, it's, it's down there. So go ahead and hit that like if you're watching. If you're listening it. later to a podcast, uh, also just give us a like and a review. Uh, that really helps us out. We enjoy being here and talking comics. And Monk, you got anything else to say? Uh, that they won't let us continue to podcast unless you review us. So review <laughs> us, they're, they're going to take us off the They're going to shut us down. <laughs> they're going to shut us There'll down. There'll be no more horse riding. <laughs> no more horse, no more podcasting into the sunset. <laughs> but uh, that's what we're doing. The sunset and here in good old pennsylvania and i would imagine that it's not out there and no good old oregon it's sun's very much shining there's the sun yep you can see the glare on the gardens galaxy poster from my window yep. so. a movie i've yet to watch anyways it's there <laughs> i i know and i hate that i feel that way because the first one was such a triumph such a high you know yeah and then to go from that place of just like this is like quintessential comic book movie to being like i'll get to it when we have nothing better to do and uh, frankly i know that it's really heavy and i'm just like i don't want to i don't go to a lot of my comic book movies to like f cry deep i mean yeah. i guess i do but like a lot of comic book movies do make me cry but this one just seems james gunn in guardians of the galaxy 2 there's a scene where baby groot is like getting squished by ego and he just makes like a baby cry and i'm like just that i'm like that's kind of sadistic to just make yeah. a baby cry you know yeah. so that's kind of how i feel about this i'm like do i want to watch a baby cry you know uh, yeah you'll see you'll see uh, <laughs> you'll see but i do want to see adam warlock so that's kind of where i'm at on that yeah no i mean it's it's worth watching um convince me know, a lot of yeah i don't know i've I might be wrong about this, but I think a lot of people would claim it as their favorite Guardians movie. Ooh. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, I feel like that's a, a bold proclamation. Yeah, I, I like I said, I might be wrong about it, but I I think like the, the reviews of it, like just amongst, you know, moviegoers is yeah. that it, it's the best one. And I'd, I'm not in that that camp. Um, right. And, you know, if you are great, I don't like that's fine. But I just I really like the first two. I'm not even sure which of the first two is my favorite because I mm. like them both so much. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know, like I it, it was it was just a heavier flick. Yeah. And it I don't know, it still had a lot of like the charm in there, but it just like the, the tone of the movie was just it was just pretty heavy. So, well, there's a, a preview of our whenever we get around to doing a Patreon exclusive podcast called the box office buds. Mm -hmm. That's that's what that's going to be. So keep subscribing, keep telling people to watch, because eventually when we get to some point that we haven't determined yet, we'll make that. that so, that'll happen. Yes. Wow. <laughs> good. Good luck, everybody. And God bless. <laughs> and also, I haven't read comics like these in years. Oh, I almost said end broadcast. I wasn't ready to go, Mark. Here's the outro. <laughs>